It's winter, and you can now get almost anything you need for the coldest months of the year delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a ski slope delivered, but you can get dish soap delivered. Sunshine, that's a no. But a bottle of wine, that's a yes. A snow angel, sorry, no. But angel hair pasta, Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers. Hunt for muddy puddles. And bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. Hey everybody, this is Evan Lazar and you are listening to the Patriots Beat Podcast on the CLNS Media Podcast Network, brought to you by betonline.ag. I am here with a very special guest. It is Bobby Peters. You can follow him on Twitter at Bobby, or at B underscore Peters12, I believe is what it is. And I just want to let everybody know who Bobby is. He writes great books about offensive scheme. He has one out about the Patriots offense and the 49ers offense. That's why he's on with me today. The Patriots handbook that Bobby sent me, though, seriously, I watch film with it next to me all the time now and use everything in there to uh, identify things and, and see things that I wouldn't normally see before I read the book. So if you're a Patriots fan that's trying to get into X's and O's, definitely pick up Bobby's book on Amazon. And uh, now I'll bring in Bobby. What's up, Bobby? Not much, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, and I really do mean that. Every time I watch tape of the Patriots' offense now and their passing game, I sit there with your book right next to me, and every single time I see something that I recognize from the book, I, I you know, quickly open to that page and am able to break down the entire route, you know, tree, basically the entire concept, really, which is uh, pretty awesome. And these are two of the very best coaches getting into the game now. Belichick versus Shanahan, it doesn't get much better than this, I would say, and, and McDaniels, too, and Robert Sala, you can throw them all in there. Two of the best coaching staffs, I would say, in the NFL right now. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I actually, I think I tweeted out, probably before the season even started, that I had this Sunday circled on my calendar as a as a can't-miss game, a can't-miss matchup. Um, you know, going back to the Super Bowl, uh, you know, the Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl, you know, Kyle Shanahan going up against Belichick in that defense. I mean, just the 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 chess, the chess match going on between those coaches and their staffs. Um, it's 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 fun to watch. I wish this was a matchup we got every year, quite honestly. But you know, unfortunately, that's not how the NFL scheduling works. Yeah, absolutely. So every four years, we have to wait for this one. I guess if you think about the rotations, uh, four years ago, that game was in San Francisco. It was Brady versus a very bad 49ers team at that point in time. The Patriots ran them off the field. People, Patriots fans remember a touchdown pass to Malcolm Mitchell in that one. Then four years before that, Colin Kaepernick came here and upset the Patriots in Foxborough. So this matchup always has something exciting going on for Patriots fans. I wanted to start with the 49ers offense against the Patriots defense, and then we'll flip to the other side of the ball. And really open the floor here to a Kyle Shanahan discussion because both of us got, you know, film junkies, whatever you want to call us, it's pretty evident that Kyle Shanahan's scheme is just terrific. I mean, it really is. And I think the coolest thing about his scheme compared to some other ones that I have seen is how he uses alignment in the running game to 
get favorable blocking angles for his blockers in that running game. And of course, uh, you know, creating leverage and things like that as well. So what is it about Shanahan's offense that you would say takes it sort of beyond what other teams are doing? I think uh, it starts with how they coach the details in their run game and specifically with their outside zone. Um, you know, you hear from former players. I think, I think Joe Thomas had uh, one of his podcasts, you know, maybe it was a couple of years ago, talks about, how all the coaches that he had go through Cleveland, nobody focused on the run game anywhere near what Kyle Shanahan did um, when he was there. And, I mean, you can see I mean, you can see that in the film. You can see the different ways they run their schemes, um, the level of detail um, to which they run them as well. And, you know, with, with that understanding and knowledge of the run game, and that, that, that knowledge comes in extra handy against a coach like Bill Belichick, who you're probably going to see something, you know, unique or different that some other teams or coaches haven't tried against you. Um, even if you have seen it before, you know, he's probably going to deploy it in a way that he thinks, um, you know, best suits his personnel against your personnel. And, you know, having that deep understanding of, okay, you know, I, I need to create a double team here instead of here now because that this is what's giving us an issue. Um, that type of understanding and level of detail um, is something that's critical in these types of matchups. Yeah, absolutely. And let's get into that running game. You mentioned outside zone. The Niners run it about 42% of the time when they run the football. It's outside zone. They obviously do other things too, but that seems to be the foundation, I think, of their entire offense, really, because they build off their play-action passing game from outside zone, and everything kind of funnels through that scheme. The Patriots have gone a couple of different ways of trying to – they've played teams like the Rams or teams like the Titans that also feature a lot of outside zone. Uh, the 4-3 tilt front is probably the one that Patriots fans will remember from Super Bowl 53 with the six guys on the line of scrimmage. But what have you, you know, in your studies and things like that, what, what have you seen other teams do successfully to stop the Shanahan's outside zone scheme? Because it, it's a good one. So that's – um so first, let's talk, let's talk about the their run scheme in general. So last year, they 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 featured more gap scheme runs. They featured more power and counter. But this year, to date, especially last Sunday, I mean, it is so outside zone heavy. I mean, it, it looks more it looks more like the stuff that Sean McVay's been doing in LA, yeah. where he outside zone and then like an inside zone slash duo type run. Um, so that's kind of the the route they've taken this year. And you know, I look I look back at the. You, like, like you said, you're probably going to see a lot of that 4-3 tilt front. Um, go, I go back to that, that Dolphins game from a couple weeks ago. Now, the Niners struggled offensively, but they still ran the ball pretty well. I don't know what their, their exact numbers were, but um, it seemed like every run clip that I, that I cut up, they were, they were getting at least six or seven a carry. And the difference between, you know, the Sean McVay Super Bowl against the Patriots and what the 49ers do is Kyle Shanahan, um, uses a fullback quite frequently. And when you do that, create, so, so against the Rams, they couldn't get any double teams because they were, you know, against that six, that six man front, you're basically putting your, you know, with, with him being a heavy 11 personnel guy, you're basically creating one on one matchups across the board. If you look at that Miami tape, Miami and, uh, Coach Flores down there, they did a good job, um, running that front, but the, the 49ers had, a you know, using their fullback and running to the strong side quite a bit, they were still able to create some double teams um, and be able to get some movement at the point of attack. And going back to, you know, our point from earlier, it's about, you know, creating those double teams where you can. That's 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 the important thing. Um, it's the important thing to look out for in Sunday's matchup, right? Like, where does Kyle Shanahan deem, you know, this, you know, where does he want to get his double teams? Where is he trying to attack? Yeah, they averaged 6.9 yards per carry. I just looked it up quickly for you against Miami a few weeks ago. And I just actually talked to Patriots cornerback 
defensive back, I guess we can call him now because he plays a little bit of safety too, Jason McCourty. And I asked him that very question, you know, do you guys pull up that Flores tape and say, hey, this is basically our defense against their offense. You know, th- this is what they did well. This is what they didn't do well. And he said, absolutely. You know, that, that's where we started this week was man coverage teams against that 49ers de- offense to see what exactly they were able to do. I think the fullback point is such a great point. And I actually talked to Kyle Shanahan about this at the Combine a few years ago. Patriots had just come off that Super Bowl win with James Devlin being a big part of it. So I asked Shanahan, you know, what, why do you love the fullback so much? And, and he said the fullback will always be a part of my offense as long as I'm a head coach in the NFL because of the reasons that you mentioned. He can go use check and go either direction, left or right, and you can create those double teams on the line of scrimmage by adding him into the blocking scheme. So they do a great job with the fullback. Outside zone, the Patriots this this year are giving up over five yards a carry against outside zone schemes. So this is a strength against weakness type of matchup, I think, offense versus defense, really. The Patriots personnel, they want to be in dime defense. They want to flood the field with DBs. The Niners want to get heavy and run and run play action off of those runs. What do you like so much about Shanahan's bootleg play action type of concepts, and why are those so effective? Um, well, the, the easy answer to that is it marries up perfectly with the run game. It's a perfect complement. It's a perfect misdirection for the run game. Um, with that, with that said though, um, I don't believe they ran one bootleg on Sunday against the Rams and going back, um, for other parts of the season, I don't think they've really featured them at all. I think a couple of times, I'm trying to remember which game, I can't remember which game, but sometimes when they get in their up-tempo package, they'll, they'll kind of run like a condensed two by two formation and they'll, they'll fake outside zone one way and they'll bring the number two receiver from that side across the line and he'll be the first guy in the flat, the guy, the tight end on, on the, the side that they're bootlegging to will, We'll run like a delay, like a delay or a slam flat. Um, so like they'll bootleg um, out of that when they're in their no huddle package. But other than that, I haven't seen a ton, um, nearly as much usage as they had last year. So I wonder, I wonder how much the Patriots are focusing on that in their preparation because, um, you know, and especially with Jimmy Garoppolo's ankle, you know, I know that was an issue. Um, you know, they wanted to kind of pro- not protect him, but they wanted to kind of ease him into the game Sunday. They wanted to to kind of you know, not, not ask too much of him early, you know, to put him in a situation where now he's got to drop back, you know, the rest of the game to bring him back. And I think obviously, you know, we saw how well their game plan works Sunday. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect to see a ton of the bootlegs. They'll still use some of the play action drop back stuff. I think they hit Kittle on their, on their drift concept once uh, for a big gain over the middle. I think it was either late first quarter, early second quarter. Um, so they'll, they'll, they'll definitely mix in their play action. Um, they're, they're not, and, and even with the regular play action stuff, not necessarily the bootlegs, but even that they're not using as much this year as they have uh, in the past. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up drift and, and some of those other concepts off of the play action because I think what we saw Miami do, and this kind of speaks to Garoppolo, I think, mostly, is they just continued to rotate a safety right into that crosser window in the middle of the field, and they really were forcing Jimmy G to get to another part of his progression, throw it outside the numbers mainly. So this offense from the 49ers, at least from my view, is trying to could attack the middle of the field in the passing game, right? They they want to throw in cuts, they want to throw slants, they want to throw crossing routes, things like that. And it looked like Miami was able to take a lot of that away just by rotating safeties into those windows and, and taking away that first read from Garoppolo. Uh, would you agree with that assessment that that's really where the area of the field that you need to focus on taking away from Jimmy and Shanahan? Yeah, certainly. They, they love, you know, whether they – 
Um, you know, they're in their condensed sets and they're trying to hit choice routes. Like you said, the different types of play action concepts like the drift or the, the crossing route coming over the middle. Um, those, those are obviously the bread and butter of their pass game. Um, I think the, the biggest, the biggest thing that I don't, I can't remember if Miami did it specifically, but one of the biggest things that, that can affect those types of routes, especially the play action ones are quarters coverage. And that's kind of what we saw, um, in that Super Bowl matchup between the Patriots and the Rams was, you know, they got into that six one, they got essentially got into that six one tilt and played cover four. And they're, when you're in cover four, it's a lot easier to pass off crossers. It's a lot easier for those guys to rob those in breaking routes. Um, it gives, you know, it gives corners some, some help. And if you, um, you know, for, for people out there that, that have my 2019 49ers manual, if you look, if you look at the different play action concepts, they almost don't call whether, well, I don't know if they're calling them or if they're checking out of them when they see, uh, two high safeties and quarter shells, but basically, like if you look at the efficiencies for their different play action concepts, they all work very well against cover one, cover three. But once the defense gets into those, you know, those quarter shells, um, you know, on early downs, first and second downs, the, the efficiency just isn't, isn't as, as strong as it would be. And that makes sense on paper, right? Like for the reasons we talked about, the ability for those safeties to cut, to cut those routes. That's a really good point that I hadn't even thought about. You know, I didn't want to go too far into the Sean McVay Rams angle and, and see, I don't know how much of that game Belichick's really going to pull from, but that's a great point of being able to pass off those crossing routes and quarters and what quarters allows you to do in the front seven to stop outside zone and, and can make guys to that. And that, that definitely could be in the playbook on early downs for the Patriots this week. Uh, I had one more question for you. Of course, it's now leaving uh, my mind on that side of the football. Oh yeah. It, just, about George Kittle. I mean, we got to talk about him a little bit before we transition over to the other side of the ball. This guy is, I mean, Gronk, everybody in New England has seen prime Gronk for the most part. So they know what it's like to have a dominant blocking and receiving tight end. But what, what do you think, if anything, that you have seen can throw Kittle off his game at all? I mean, uh, like you said, I mean, Kittle, it's, it's just, it's a complete game changer to have a tight end like that. Um, I, I go back to last Sunday's game against the Rams. So the Rams kind of played a little bit of that six one and they played a ton of cover four against the, against the 49ers. Um, and what Kyle Shanahan did, and this is something that he kind of did a little bit against the Rams last year. And if the Patriots are going to do what we've been talking about, I would expect this would be in the game plan this week as well is against those fronts. He'll get into kind of, uh, you know, like, uh, 12 personnel, 21 personnel type shotgun sets, but right, like split backs, like use check on one side and then a running back on the other type of thing. And he actually did this. He motioned Debo Samuel into the backfield once last Sunday as well. And what he'll do is he'll make kind of like a two man stick, a two man snag the front side, uh, for like a drop back progression read. So like, so Kittle as the tight end, he'll run the snag or the stick and then the running back, or in that case, Debo Samuel out of the black backfield will run an arrow out. And that's, that's critical. Uh, for, or that's, that's important for a couple of different reasons. For the first reason being that attacks that 6-1 tilt, uh, cover four real well because, you know, now you're basically, you're getting a two on one on that flat, that flat defender, that end man on the line of scrimmage. Now he's got to drop into coverage. The corner and the safety are both at 10 yards. You can get an easy five yards. I think the 49ers ran that, I want to say, on like second and longs to create like third and shorts a bunch of times last Sunday and it worked real well. One time grapple missed an, a wide open kittle. Um, I remember that one specifically. But number two is a lot of offensive coaches at all levels of the game, high school, college, NFL, struggle with getting finding different ways to feature their their prominent skill guys and get them like the first read in the pass game. And that concept, like I talked about, using Kittle and Debo, I mean, those are their two best 
their two best yak guys, right, yards after the catch, and getting them the ball short, quick, getting the ball out of Garoppolo's hands. I mean, it's just, you know, if you have to close your eyes and think of, okay, what's the perfect drop-back pass concept for the 49ers for where they're at right now, Jimmy Garoppolo, his ankle's bothering him, you know, uh, you know the issues they've had on the offensive line, giving up sacks and different things. Like, that concept, you know, features their skill guys and gets them the ball in space um, and gets the ball out of Garoppolo's hands real quick. So stuff like that. Um, I think their ability to feature – Kittle as the first read in a lot of their pass plays, their drop back pass plays, sets them apart from a lot of different NFL teams. Yeah, he is just watching him on tape is a lot of fun. And the the play that I come back to is that touchdown against the Rams against that zero blitz, where there's just, you know, nobody in the middle of the field and I'm just thinking to myself, I mean, you can't do that against this guy, right? Or really against this offense, because Jimmy gets rid of the ball so quickly. Kittle's so good on those, like, skinny posts or glance routes, whatever you want to call it, that all of a sudden, like, he hits it, He's got makes one guy miss, and he's 45 yards to the house just like that. So the, the, that's, I think, really where the Patriots are going to start. I think the quarters on early downs is a really good suggestion that they might use, similar to Super Bowl 53, but... I'm sure that they watched a lot of that Miami tape about closing the middle of the field, rotating late into those types of coverages. I think that that, those late rotations, those post-snap rotations, does give a little bit of pause to Jimmy Garoppolo from what I have seen. It's He's not necessarily um, adept to reading those quite yet, I wouldn't say. We're going to take a quick break, and then Bobby and I are going to come back with a ton of talk about the Patriots offense. Uh, really looking forward to this. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win division and championship futures today. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. We're back here with Bobby Peters, my guest this week, talking about Patriots. 49ers. Bobby, I wanted to ask you some big picture questions first about the Patriots offense. If those that don't know, Bobby's 2017 passing game manual for the Patriots offense is a Bible of X's and O's awesomeness out of Josh McDaniels. So make sure to go pick that up on Amazon if you haven't already, if you want to get into more about the X's and O's and learning concepts and being able to identify passing concepts when the Patriots run them on Sundays. The book is a really great resource uh, for me as well. But I wanted to talk to you about the optionality of the Patriots offense and all the combination, all the conversions that they use in their routes and just how that helps their receivers or should in theory help their receivers get open off of leverage. You mentioned that this is like one of the most complex passing offenses that you have ever studied. You know, explain why, I guess. Uh, for the, for the reason you, ex- you mentioned exactly um, the, the different freedoms they give their receivers, right? Like, um, you know, there's, you know, we talked about uh, the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan running their choice concept. That's basically an underneath option out at five yards. Um, receiver can break in, out, or you can sit down against, uh, you know, against soft zones. The Patriots will do that with their running backs out of the backfield, but they'll also, so not exactly the same, but they'll also give um, receivers like that similar type of freedom, but like a lot further down the field. Um, one concept in particular, I know we were messaging about this a while back, is their their branch, what I, what I label in the book as the branch slash stop options. I just tried to be very generic with the title just to kind of be descriptive about it. And what, what it does is, 
Um, the number, so the number one receiver will run a vertical route. He'll, he'll clear out on the outside. Um, he does have the option to, to, to run like a comeback at like 12 yards against the soft corner. But, but the biggest, the biggest aspect is the, the number two receiver, whether it be a tight end or a slot running that option, that an option route at about 10 yards. He can, so, so he'll run a 10 yard out against like man coverage. Um, against like cover two, he'll run that same 10 yard out, but he'll, but he'll throttle down so he doesn't run into the corner trapping him. Or against like single high man or single high cover three, where the the defender's playing him with outside leverage, he'll get to ten, he'll stem it, he'll he'll get width, he'll stem it to ten, and then he'll sit down inside and turn back into the quarterback and not run an out route into the defender. Um, that that type of route you don't really see um, in a lot of other offenses. Like for the 49ers, for instance, they run that um, you know they run that branch concept. They'll just run like the eight to ten yard out, and they won't give him any options. Like that's just it, it, that's it. It's done and over with. Um, and then there's obviously a lot of other different types of option routes within the offense, but that one specifically stuck out to me. Um, and I mean, for, for 20 years, you have the same quarterback running the offense. I mean, you can get, you can get away with that. You can get away with that and you can get good at it. Um, and, and one misnomer that, you know, talking to a lot of different people, you know, when, when receivers have option routes, it's not necessarily harder on the receivers. It's in my opinion, it's harder on the quarterback because yeah. calibrate feed in your eyes with the, all these different breaks. And then, you know, that that receiver might not be the only one you're throwing to, right? Like if he gets double teamed, you're, you have to have your eyes and your feet in in the next place for the next receiver in the progression. To me, to me, kind of wrapping all that up and, and teaching that to your quarterbacks is the biggest aspect of that. And you know, when you have a guy like Tom Brady back there for for 20 years, you know, running the same stuff with these guys, I mean, that's that's what allows you to do a lot of that. Yeah, it's, that's a great answer because I, I think a lot of people around here, which you kind of just alluded to, think that this offense is too complicated for young receivers. You know, guys like Nikhil Harry, why aren't they working out here? It's because the routes are too complicated, right? It, it, the playbook's too complicated. And I think that even though there, it certainly is a very complex passing offense, I think that's giving it a little bit too much credit. You know, I, I think that not, not that the, it, credit may be not the right word, but you know what I'm trying to say. I don't think it's as hard as sort of the narrative is starting to be around here in New England as we see these young receivers come in here and struggle. So I, I don't think it's necessarily about that. I want to talk a little bit more about this game, though. The 49ers, obviously a very Seattle-style coverage system, right? Cover three, Mabel, match coverages and zone, uh, a lot of quarters, some cover six, but really they're cover three or quarters on about 60, 65% of their plays. So from what you know about the Patriots offense, you know, what are some of the concepts that you expect to see on Sunday out of them to combat those Mabel coverages that the, uh, that the 49ers run, excuse me? Um, so, so against a lot of those single high looks, especially on early downs, I think, um, you know, a concept that I've seen them run, uh, consistently, even this year with Cam Newton, it's something that's a little bit simpler. It's not as, you know, option route heavy is kind of the tight end pop passes off play action. Yeah. I mean, for years that was Gronk's, you know, I think Tom Brady was once quoted that over half of Gronk's yardage came off that one route. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think he could make the hall of fame off that one route (laughs) if he wanted to. Right, and I, I don't think that's an exaggeration either. I mean, they just killed teams for years with that. Um, but that's something that, you know, kind of fits. You know, I know they've been kind of more run-heavy this year. Um, that kind of fits that that mantra. Um, and it's, it's it creates big plays. And again, single high, it's great because, um, you know, typically you're going to see, like, outside leverage coverage on the tight end. So he takes a hard inside release. You know, whether they have a robber or not, it doesn't really matter, you know, if they're playing, like, a cover one variation. Um, and he's going to, he's going to take that inside stem and in about 10 yards, he's going to run across the safety's face. So even if the safety's playing low, um, you know, he can, he can cross the field there. 
Um, and that's, that's something that it's, it's relatively, it's a relatively simple one man read. Now, um, you know, typically they'll, they'll, they'll hit that route, but obviously there's other, there's other routes incorporated in that progression. But for the most part, that's a concept off play action. You know, you can hit the, the first read of the progression. That's something that, you know, you, we see every week from New England, but I would expect to see it this week as well. Yeah, me too. And I went back to that Seattle game in week two because it is a pretty similar defense, at least stylistically. And the one concept I wanted to talk to you about, I don't think it's actually in your book because I think they put it in this year with Cam because he's obviously a little bit more of a vertical passer, I would say, than what they did with Brady. Uh, they're running a lot of nine eight nine concepts, which I, I don't know if we you have ever seen the Patriots really run, but obviously uh, for those that don't know, it's just goes on the outside and then a poster. I think they're actually using a middle read with Edelman on the in middle, and they are killing – both cover three and cover four with that concept is Edelman can just read off the safeties, you know, in the middle of the field. Uh, wh- what do you know about the nine, eight, nine concept and, and why do you think they're using it so much? Um, so actually in the book, uh, there's a couple sections on it. It was actually a very frequent concept that they used, um, in the 2017 what season. Did I, what do I know then? That's why we have you on. I read the whole book, but you know, sometimes you, you forget little things, right? I, I wrote it, so I better know it better than you. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, no, it's something they've used, um, for a long time. If I remember correctly, in, in 2017, they featured it, um, mainly on like third downs, yeah. um, like third mediums to third longs. And it's something, it's something where, you know, they'll, they'll run, uh, bump protection. So they'll have like the running back and tight end chip mm-hmm. the end before they kind of check to the flats, you know, give those routes a little bit extra time to develop. But like you said, what they're really trying to do is work that middle read route. They're trying to get Edelman. Um, you know, running across the field against single high, kind of that, that similar to that tight end pop route we were talking about, um, off play action. Um, and, and then against cover two, uh, cover four type defense is kind of running, you know, splitting the safeties a little bit. And then also too, they'll, they'll run that concept, um, with, with a slight variation, the middle read dagger options yeah. concept. I don't, I don't know what the Patriots call it, but it's basically, um, the same thing, but now the receiver, the outside receiver outside of Edelman, who'd be running that middle read route, now he's running basically like a 16-yard dig route. So um, it looks more like dagger against two high teams, right? Because he's kind of the Edelman will be running straight down the field, and it looks more like a Y, like the air raid Y cross concept against single high, because now he's crossing as well. And um, you obviously in that in that variation, um, the running backs. Are, are typically given more freedom. They can, and th- this is the beauty about the concept is the Patriots can um, run it with the bump protections. Uh, they can run it, but they also can run it where a back is free releasing on an option route. You know, it's all, it, it changes week to week for them, depending on the defense they're playing and what they're trying to feature. Um, I remember specifically just cause I was at this game too, cause I live in the Chicagoland area. I went to the Patriots bears game in 2018 yeah. and within, within that concept, they free release the running back a ton because what Vic Fangio and the bears were doing out of their odd front is, um, dropping the, you know, those outside linebackers at the time, it was Leonard Floyd and Khalil Mack in the coverage against those two back looks. And it was essentially getting James White one-on-one with, you know, like Khalil Mack in space or, or Leonard Floyd in space. And that's, um, you know, it, as great of an athlete and as great of a football player as Khalil Mack is, you know, he, he's paid to rush the passer. He's not paid to, to cover running backs in, in space. So that's, that's something they featured more that week against the odd front. Um, but I, I would anticipate more of the bump protection style stuff uh, against a, a team that bases out of a four three like the the forty nine. But they, they'll still run the option routes and stuff. But um, yeah, I guess that just kind of speaks to the, the the multiplicity and the variability within that concept. And there's and you can read it a bunch of different ways too. You can um, you know you can focus on one side of the field. You can focus on the other because the way it all times up and progresses, it's you know it's kind of the ultimate flexible concept for them over the years. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I actually saw them. They ran that, that Millery dagger against uh, the Broncos, and, and Cam actually missed Edelman right up the chute and the middle read route. And I, I ended up actually just scrambling, you know, on a third and 18 or something like that for like 10 yards, and he was tackled short of the sticks. And, you know, some of those plays, I, I think that they are going to start hitting here soon as Cam kind of gets more comfortable with with the offense and where he's looking. I, the last thing I wanted to ask you about, you mentioned it a little bit there, was the running back route tree here in New England. And the question that I had for you, and I've been watching Patriots tape, you know, three, four years now, and I haven't seen them do it a ton either, but vertical routes by the running backs, I, I, I can't remember them doing it a ton. And I'm sort of waiting for that to be kind of the next Josh McDaniels wrinkle is to really get the running backs up the seams or the running backs. They occasionally will do like the wheel routes and stuff like that on the outside, you know, up the uh, sideline. But how much running vertical routes have you seen out of the backfield players, at least in New England? So the biggest one, and it has a very, like you said, they haven't used it a ton. It has a very small section in the, uh, in the Patriots manual. Um, it's basically, so, you know, like we talked about, the running backs free-releasing and running that option route out of the backfield. Well, what they'll do is they'll do the exact same thing. He'll kind of stutter at three, four yards, and then he'll kind of, you know, kind of rail up the rail up the numbers at that point. So it's not like a true, more like a, uh, you know, just kind of like an outside release go route after he kind of stutters and fakes that option, that option cut. Um, if I remember correctly, they had, I don't think they had any big plays off that route necessarily in 2017. They might have had one, but, um, it, you know, it was, it, it was something that it's, it's a kind of a way, they see it as more of a way to kind of protect their base plays and kind of keep, you know, keep those guys, the linebackers from biting too hard on the option route type of thing. But, um, I, every great once in a while, they'll run that variation of like, I'll go special where the, the running back out of the backfield will run like the, the, the seam route, the number two route. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something, like you said, that, that they haven't featured a ton just cause, I mean, they, they do so much offensively anyways. It's hard, it's hard to kind of find places for, for everything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm waiting also for the the fullback wheel. You know, they they like to lead the fullback on the play action. We see Shanahan do it every all the time. Or um, Lafleur is a big one too in Green Bay that likes the fullback wheel. So I'm waiting for to see that one too. Uh, before I let you go, can you break down with me a running back option route? Because I feel like this is a really important thing to talk about with the Patriots offense. Obviously, James White, Rex Burkhead. They do it all the time. So just explain kind of what the running back is looking at and, and, and what, you know, is sort of the process there. Sure. Um, I think I'm pretty sure on most of their concepts, and they can limit this too, right? There's a lot of different, like, ways you can run the running back option. Um, they You can free release – so, like, you free release them out of the backfield, you can check release them too, right? So he's got to check for his blitz responsibility, you know, depending how the quarterback's reading the concept. Um, so let's, for the sake of simplicity, let's just talk about the free release one since that's the most common one. Yeah. Um, so release out of the backfield and most often he's got a three way go. So he's either going to break out, break in or sit against zone. So the in and out cutter are, are based on man coverage leverages, right? So like if the defender's inside, um, depending, and sometimes too, this is the kind of the nice thing about the Patriots running backs is sometimes they will, if the, like say the linebackers inside, you know, James White will set that up hard. He'll like kind of lean and look to the the outside, and then he'll stick that outside foot in the ground across the guy's face. Um, kind of depending on his depth, right? Like if he's if he's close to you, you can't you can't do that because he'll grab onto you and he'll be in your way. But if he's if he's three four yards off, you can get away with that. Um, like you like you said, there's a lot of nuance to it. There's a lot of um, a lot of feel for it, right? Like you have to. And my biggest thing because we run these at the high school level too, and I, I coach high school football, and we. We tell our guys, okay, 
when in doubt, you're, you're making this break. And the, you're, the one time you're not going to make this break and you're going to break the other way is if X happens and kind of simplifying it and giving it, you know, like an if then type of thing and kind of creating like, okay, this is the primary break. This is the way you're going to go most often. Um, you know, it kind of simplifies it, right? It's not really an option at that point. It's like, okay, it's, it's say it's an out route, but I have the option to break in if I've got outside leverage type of thing. It's kind of how you teach it, how you coach it. Um, and how you rep it is, is kind of, and everybody does it differently, but, um, the biggest thing is defining clear rules for your players and your quarterback too. Cause you know, like we talked about earlier, these option routes, you know, having clear, having clear rules for your, your quarterback is almost more important than having the clear rules for your receiver. Cause he's got to be able to anticipate and still throw that ball on time. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad we talked about all these option routes and things like that. Cause I, I, it's such a big topic of conversation right now in New England with the struggles of the offense. And everybody wants to talk about, you know, these option routes. This is too complicated. So now hopefully all the listeners really understand what exactly we're talking about when we say that that, that was an option route or that, you know, that was a choice route, whatever the case may be. Uh, Bobby, is there anything else besides, uh, the manuals you want to plug? Yeah, your, I mentioned your Twitter handle at the beginning of the show. Go ahead and now's your time. Go, go for it. <laughs> no, I mean, like you said, I, I, you know, I put a lot of effort and work into those books. You know, I thoroughly enjoy breaking down offenses and I try to, I try to break things down, um, into the details that if I was buying a book and I wanted to learn about it, like the different things that I would want to see. Um, why, why they work, why they don't, what makes them work against specific coverages, what options does the quarterback have if they double team the primary guy type of thing. Um, and it, it's, you know, for, for years I was like, man, I wish there was more books breaking down, you know, d- these different offensive schemes. Cause like, I'd love to learn about it. And I was like, you know what, you know, after years of studying the tape, I'm like, you know, I think, you know, I, I'm at a point where I, I can, you know, I can take a stab at this. And when I started writing these in 2016, they, they don't look as good as they do now. Um, you know, they, they were, uh, kind of, you learn, you learn by trial and error. And I hope that, you know, each, each book that I write gets a little bit better. And, um, you know, the 49ers one I wrote in February and that Patriots one, the 2017 Patriots book is one I wrote uh, a couple months ago. So that's the most recent one. So I would like to think that that's, um, the best one that I've written to date. And it's got, you know, it's jam packed full of information. Um, you know, it's kind of try to break down to my best of my abilities, what the Patriots do on offense. Yeah, it's awesome. And, uh, you know, I'm the same way. If I read my articles from five years ago, breaking down tape versus now, I'm sure it's a quite different, uh, you know, level of, of knowledge there. So definitely go and pick up Bobby's book. I'm telling you, it's a great resource. If you have a little bit of X's and O's knowledge already, this will take you from a little bit to a whole lot as a Patriot fan. You can sound a whole lot smarter when you're talking about it with your friends. Bobby, thank you so much. This is a really fun matchup to break down. Again, like I said at the beginning, it really doesn't get much better than Shanahan versus Belichick. This is this is right up there with all the best, uh, you know, Reed versus Belichick, I would say, or even McVay. Uh, this is going to be a really, really fun one. Uh, thanks again, Bobby, and thanks again for listening 